Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus on JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today my guests are here to talk about Lakes Area Unlimited Learning. Uh, first of all, we have Jack Hickerson. He is a on the programming committee for Lakes Area Unlimited Learning, and Carl Faust, who is the with the Brainerd History Group. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Jack, we're going to start with you. Okay. Let's talk about Lakes Area Unlimited Learning. Okay. Well, I've been with them for about uh, 15 years. Uh, it started about 20 years ago over in the really? Crosby-Ironton area. And it was just a, a group of like-minded, uh, mostly retired people that wanted to do something besides uh, the usual kind of things that people do when they retire. And uh, they were very – they had one – common interest. Uh, they had uh, uh, tremendous interest in uh, knowing something about everything. And uh, <laughs> they, they just wanted to learn more and more and more. So uh, about local history, uh, about uh, any kind of academic discipline you can think of, whatever. And uh, they uh, got together and they formed a group uh, Called Unlimited Learning, later to become known as Lakes Area Unlimited Learning, a nonprofit group, and they modeled it roughly on uh, OLLI, which is an acronym for uh, long lifelong learning down at the University of Minnesota. Okay, there are similar groups around the country, sure. but this started locally here, and uh, people from Trommel, of all places, <laughs> and Crosby and Ironton started it, and it spread out into the Brainerd Lakes area. Up north a bit, uh, uh, and uh, we, I don't know, I have 100, 150 members, something like that. Wow. And we're kind of reorganizing right now, and uh, after COVID, and and we were we had to leave our venue. It was a wonderful venue we had before, but it was a nursing home area east. Uh, uh, the name of that place is, uh, what, uh, uh, oh, Hart, Hartwood. Uh, oh, yeah. Beautiful venue. Yes. and. uh so we're now over in the uh, forum room at the Crosby Arrington High School. And we have every kind of program you can think of, uh, you know, from history to the arts, uh, you name it, book reviews, movie reviews. Uh, but we do have a monthly program where we invite somebody in. And to give you an example, uh, we're interested in history. So we had one of our members has a, a Ph.D. in World War II era history. Wow. He talked about um, uh, the war on the Eastern Front, which a lot of us don't know about. And so he talked about German and Russia, the Germany and Russia and their yeah. war. So that goes back a little ways. And then we had a, a fellow, uh, Ray Nelson, who came in very recently and talked about the fur trading era in, in the Brainerd Lakes area from oh. 1650 to roughly uh, 1850, and how that was uh, was called uh, uh, soft gold, uh, yeah. and how and this is a you learn something in every one of these things, and what just boggled my mind: uh, the first white fur trader that came into the area, according to Ray Nelson, uh, was a fellow by the name of James McGill, and uh, you might have heard of McGill University. Well, his fur trading in this area, he was the first. Anglo, the first Englishman, or Scotsman, actually. Before that, it was French trading with the Indians. He yeah. came in, made enough money eventually to found McGill University in Toronto, Canada. Wow. One of the premier uh, research universities in North America. And he started right here in this area. And the guy that guided him 
was a Native American named Noke. And I've crossed, and all of us have crossed the Noke, uh, the Nokasippi River a thousand times, or Noke Lake. I didn't know who this person was. He was the guy that brought McGill from Green Bay down to this Brainerd Lakes area and introduced wow. him to the Indians down here. And uh, they had a very... So that's just one little thing that recently. But we've got... It, and we take field trips. Uh, every, oh, really? To, to bogs, to woods, to operas down the cities. Uh, anything that people are interested in, and we get a group of people together, uh, we do it. And uh, we've had a lot of fun, and it's a great place to meet people and make great friends, which I've been able to do over the years. So oh, Wonderful. Uh, now, is there uh, does one become a member of Lakes Area Unlimited Learning by signing up? Is there dues? Uh, how does this work? Well, uh, we have uh, a new website that's being produced, uh, uh, and uh, I think it's a $60 membership per, per year. And... Um, uh, I think uh, the person to talk to is Sally Innie. Oh, sure. And uh, she's been very active in things around Brainerd, the college, of course, and everything. Right. And she is now our membership person. And uh, I don't have a phone number or anything here for her, I guess, right offhand. But uh, we will have a website up before too long. And uh, But just come to our meetings. And uh, right now, they're the first or the second Monday of each month, and they're in the forum room right across from the administration office at Crosby Ironton High School, which is across from the Dairy Queen. <laughs> give you a reference there coming off the highway. Very convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. Uh, and today, uh, we're, we're very lucky that Mr. Faust is here, and uh, uh, I started digging around a little bit. We had to do something. 150 years Brainerd is. I was born and raised, lucky enough to be born and raised in Brainerd. What a better place I can't imagine. Uh, the whole Mississippi River, right below my house, uh, Gregory Park. I mean, you know, 40s and 50s I was here. And yeah. uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful childhood and knew quite a bit about uh, the North End and played in the house with my best friend at the time. Uh, lived in the house that Carl Zopfi, you might have heard of him. He was maybe one of Brainerd's first historians, wrote a book simply called Brainerd, uh, celebrating the centennial, I believe. And uh, so I played in that house, played down on the river, played in Gregory Park, went to St. Francis Crossing, Gregory Park, twice a day for eight years, <laughs> something like that. And uh, played football. Just a great place to yeah. live. And uh, so uh, we got thinking... Uh, 150 years, maybe we had to do something about that. And uh, so we've got this program we're putting together a week from today, Brainerd uh, past, present, and future. We've got the mayor, uh, the city administrator, and two quite prominent historians, one of whom is here today. And uh, we'll just uh, talk about Brainerd. And, yeah. Uh, Fascinating. Yeah. Carl, you're no stranger to uh, Brainerd history. You've been delving into that for quite some time, haven't you? Well, I have, um, pretty much since 2008 when I was semi-retired. I finally had some time to do a few things. And I believe that's when Jack and I first met. It was, uh, um, 20, was it 2014 we had our, I didn't meet him in 2008, but in 2014 we had our first uh, Brainerd History Week. And I think you found me on the Internet someplace. Then we found out that we're both Northeast. Of course, he, as he said, was a, a Bluff Avenue guy, and I was lucky enough to grow up right across the street from the Gregory Park. 
So we must have talked hours and hours and hours <laughs> and many, many emails. And then fast forward to about two months ago, he said, we're going to be having this program that might interest you up in Crosby next week. And I said, well, what's it called? And he says, well, it's kind of like a Brainerd then and now. And I thought, that's, that's kind of right up my alley. <laughs> in fact, I spent a lot of time in downtown Brainerd Alleys because there's a lot of history there. And um, I, I brought this along, and Ken, this is an old radio joke. I'm going to hold this up so the folks at home can see this <laughs> placard that we have here. <laughs> but um, in 2017, we worked with the Brainerd Public Library, and we got some legacy funding. And we actually made 40 of these uh, placards, as we call them. And as you may know, we've had a few fires and a few demolitions in downtown Brainerd, and we thought, what a what a shame to hide all that history forever. So we found pictures that were taken when those old buildings were still there, and we took the picture and we put it on this placard, and we put that as close as we possibly could to where that photographer was, whether it was in 1910 or 1890 or whatever. Some of them were taken from the middle of the street. The uh, city of Brainerd won't let me put a post in the street, but we put them on all the lamp posts and such. So there are 40 of them in downtown Brainerd. So wow. the onlooker can take a look. Obviously, they're producing the now view, but they look at the placard, and then they look a little bit to the right, and sometimes they're seeing a parking lot, but it'll tell us what was there. So it's a kind of a way to to preserve history. And then we have another 40 that are going to be going up uh, after we can find a little more funding, and they will be uh, in the non-downtown areas, like they'll be in the city parks and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited to talk about where Brainerd was and where Brainerd is going right now. And if you haven't been to downtown Brainerd here lately, um, you, you, you will see uh, that... Um, Brainerd downtown is really on fire. And when I do the Brainerd downtown history walks, we have um, some youngsters once in a while, and I try to explain to them that when I grew up, you know, Opie Taylor and, and Beaver Cleaver were my age. <laughs> I, now that I'm watching the reruns, I, I realize, gee, I, I was a product of the 50s. But I tell them this was the only place we had to shop. There was no Amazon, and there was no mall yet, and there, this was it at about these six square blocks. And they're just blown away. And uh, so we explain a little bit uh, what happened to not only downtown Brainerd, but all the downtowns and why they're coming back. So yeah. it's really fun. Yeah, I'll bet it is. And uh, there's so much history in downtown Brainerd, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at some of those buildings that exist today, and there's a lot of history there. Uh, you should go on the walk sometime. Uh, we will be starting them up this, again this summer, and we start at the Visit Brainerd office and end there. And it only goes around the six and 700 block. Uh, of Brainerd uh, between Front and Laurel Street. And yes, it takes about an hour, an hour and a half because we talk a lot about those buildings. And they're all made of brick. Most of them were made from brick that were made right in Brainerd. And so um, you can kind of touch and feel and see and get an idea. And we we uh, find some old horse tie-ups that are still there on some of the buildings. So oh, wow. um, it's it's hasn't been that long ago. when, when That's how we were getting around. So uh, that would be a fun tour for the folks to join us with this summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's actually, a, uh, I, you think about it, there were a lot of things that happened in Brainerd that were uh, of note, um, from gangsters robbing banks to, uh, you know, speakeasies and uh, all kinds of things that happened in Brainerd. Well, well it's kind of strange that Brainerd is sometimes known for a lynching in 1872, and as you mentioned, the a bank robbery, and, and then a famous movie. <laughs> but we have a lot of other things that we're famous for, and maybe it's maybe it's ghosts. 
who knows? Mm-hmm. In the last turn <laughs> saloon. So come down and see us. Wow. Fascinating. And uh, these are just some of the things you'll be talking about at uh, the meeting that's yes. coming up next Monday, yep. uh, the 14th, and that'll be uh, this, uh, the second Monday of every month. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and you, you said then and now, so you mentioned the mayor and the city administrator of Brainerd. We'll talk more about the now aspect. Yes, and I understand there's a wonderful new development uh, they're planning along the river down towards uh, Kiwanis Park area. And uh, to me, the, of course, that fascinated me ever since I was a kid. I couldn't get down to the river fast enough, despite what my mother always warned me about. <laughs> and uh, what a great thing, I mean, to be able to highlight the river and river walk down there and maybe some, I don't know, uh, plazas, whatever they'll do. But yeah. it, it, it's great, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the changes that they're doing to the Mississippi are just going to be a wonderful addition to the city. And it's it's interesting how uh, our city, like so many, uh, I mean, they're dynamic things, aren't they? Uh, they they change. They uh, they adapt. And things go on. And yet there's a lot of history that remains. Mm-hmm. Ken, I actually live um, south of Brainerd on the river. And um, we've had a lot there since 91. We built in uh, 2013. And I simply cannot believe how many canoes, how many kayaks, how many folks doing the source to sea, you know, from Itasca to um, New Orleans. Some of them stop by, and uh, there's, there's just so much traffic, and it's m- almost all non-motorized. I think about four years ago, we actually had a, a personal water vehicle or whatever they call those sea doos, you know. Very, very rare. The biggest motor, I think, is maybe a 15-horse, so especially below the dam where it can vary up to like 14 feet in, in height. It's it's difficult to navigate sometimes. So pretty much it's 14-foot uh, fishing boats and cayuse and kayaks, and it's it's really fun to see it remain pretty much the same as, as it was when we got here in 1870. Now you've been walking the rivers and stuff now that they're low, haven't you? Uh, this was a very, very good summer because it wasn't yeah. about 10 feet low. And um, the dispatch actually did a drone video that started at the Brainerd Dam and we made several hops, and um, that uh, drone video is available on the dispatch site. But it was really, really fun because we could get right down there, not on the in the river, but on the river in places we couldn't get to because it was still deep. We would simply instruct the drone pilot, we want that drone to go over here and over to that bridge piling and go around the side and get within about six inches of it. And that, that we found things that we just never even knew were even there, or some things that we knew were there. We didn't know what they were until we got the drone. So that uh, drone video starts from the dam and goes all the way down to First Island. Yeah, I had a chance to watch that this year from start uh-huh. to finish. It is fascinating, to say the least. Well, it sounds like your um, Lakes Area Unlimited classes are fascinating as well. Yes, I have I've mostly been involved in the speakers every month. But we do have uh, other kinds of things, tours we take, and uh, as I mentioned before, and uh, uh, we do have a great decisions uh, aspect on limited learning, too, where you focus on something. I think Woodrow Wilson was the focus of that recently, and uh, so people read a number of books uh, about him and various uh, parts of his career as president and before that and after that, and and uh, we bring in experts from the cities, historians, whatever, and, and we have a movie person that comes up every year who uh, taught film at the U for years. He comes wow. up, and we look at two or three films and discuss them, uh, talk about books. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful thing for people who are 
interested in everything. I yeah. mean, and that's and once you lose your curiosity, you're done. I think. I think so too. And, and uh, that's why I think UL is a really important uh, aspect of the whole lakes area. And uh, we have people from Cross Lake and all over who join us, Aiken, and whatever. So it, it's a it's a wonderful thing. All right. Now, uh, we mentioned we're not quite sure what Sally's number might be. You have a website that's coming up soon. But if someone wanted to attend next week's uh, event, can they just uh, show up and then maybe uh, sure. catch up on dues afterwards? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everybody's always welcome. Uh, I do have a number here, maybe. Uh, yes, I just uh, 218-829-2544. So she's the membership person. That's Sally Innie. And she was president of uh, Central Lakes College Central Lake. for many years. Yeah. I was gone. I, we left Brainerd in the, late, in the late 50s. And then I taught for uh, 42 years and then decided to retire back up here. And uh, certainly glad we did. And uh, it's been great. It's a dynamic community. A lot of stuff happened here. A lot of stuff is going to happen here. And we're just tickled to death to be part of uh, all of that. Well, I know it's going to be a, a, a great program when we talk about Brainerd history uh, then and now. And looking forward to that next week. And, and again, uh, we'll look forward to seeing that website up. We could just Google Bra- Lakes Area Unlimited Learning, I'm sure, and find that once it's up. Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, folks, thank you so much for being here today to talk about the Lakes Area Unlimited Learning. It sounds fascinating, and I hope you see a lot of folks at next Monday's event. Well, thank you, and thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Our guests today, uh, Jack Hickerson, he is the on the Programming Committee for Lakes Area Unlimited Learning, and Carl Faust, who is uh, with the Brainerd History Group. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found online on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com.